Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T and 5 for Wednesday, January 5th. I'm Aaron Matus. Northern Kentucky Athletic Director Ken Buttiff announces his retirement effective June 30th, 2022. After a 35-year career in college athletics, including the last nine as Norse AD. I'm proud of our accomplishments at NKU over the past eight plus years, said Buttiff. Developing Norse athletics into a strong D1 program, NKU has tremendous potential and the necessary alignment with the university, athletics administration, and the Northern Kentucky community to continue future improvements and success. USF AD Michael Kelly has inked a contract extension through June 2028. Kelly had previously been under contract until 2023. USF President Ray Law. With Michael in place and our leadership across the university aligned on a shared vision for USF athletics, we are well positioned to take our programs to the next level. Our support for athletics not only leads to the success of our student athletes, it adds value to our on-campus experience, increases engagement opportunities, and raises the visibility of the entire institution. Florida President Kent Fox announces this will be his last year as president per a release from UF. Fox told Board of Trustees Chair Maury Hosini in August 2021 that he would like to transition from president to professor. The two agreed that Fox would share his plans with the Florida community in January 2022 and that he would continue to serve through the completion in fall 2022 of UF's highly successful capital campaign and until the next president is appointed, which is expected to occur by early 2023. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger, Pat Forty, and Richard Johnson discuss whether Alabama and the SEC's playoff dominance is a bad thing for college football, and Forty observes, it's clearly not good for a national sport, but it's also not inherently bad. In other words, this isn't something that college athletics needs to try to legislate its way out of. It's simply up to the rest of the sport to get better, as it was when UCLA was dominating men's college basketball in the 1960s and early 70s. Johnson submits, What if it's actually fine? College football's modern original sin is trying to make this a national enterprise when it became increasingly clear that it was not. If you're a Northerner or a Pac-12 school, then you probably look down on the SEC. If you're a Big Ten team other than Ohio State, you're jealous. If you're Texas or Oklahoma, well, if you can't beat them, join them. The best teams, the best coaches, the most money, on and on, all reside in the South and the SEC. Regarding whether college football playoff expansion would increase parity in the sport, Dellinger contends, in the end, it might not help parity at all. After watching Georgia dismantle the Big Ten champion and witnessing Alabama dispose of Cincinnati, do you think any other teams aside from the Bulldogs and the Crimson Tide advance to the championship game in a 12-team bracket? However, CFP expansion isn't necessarily about crowning a different champion. It's also providing more opportunities for all of the FBS. That includes the group of five. It took a unique season for Cincinnati to qualify for the CFP this year. Forty adds, when more teams can sell playoff appearances in recruiting, it should help disperse the talent pool to more programs. 
maybe Georgia and Alabama still end up with a dozen five-star players on the roster at any given time. But if more coaches can go into living rooms and say, we have made the playoff, come join us, it should be a benefit to those programs. D1 ticker and Collegiate Sports Connect, Steph Garcia chatted with St. Bonaventure AD Joe Manhurts about COVID scheduling difficulties amid the rise in Omicron cases, including financial implications and the gamesmanship of teams choosing not to play. That conversation is on Connect. Sign up is free. BYU men's basketball head coach Mark Pope tells CBS he would prefer the ability to schedule non-conference games if league games are postponed and can't be made up. However, as of now, the WCC isn't allowing it. I totally appreciate the importance of the league having a complete schedule. But at the end of this week, we're going to have teams that are three or four games behind already. So we're not going to get to an even full schedule. There's got to be a breaking point pretty soon. Get clearance from the conference and go get a non-league game. Xavier is making a change to its basketball protocols and will require fans to be vaccinated or provide proof of a negative COVID test to attend hoops games at the Cintas Center. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the evening standard of your D1T and 5 for Wednesday, January 5th. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again in the morning.